It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. We talked earlier about interviewing your agent, questions to ask your real estate agent, and we're putting Angie under the microscope and not just asking her why these are important questions to ask, but actually getting her answers as if we were shopping for an agent ourselves. We talked about some good stuff already on the show, Angie. Got a couple of more questions to throw your way. Let's talk about specialization, and in particular, uh, is this a good question to ask an agent? Do you specialize in buying or selling a home? At certain price points, we've all seen those shows on TV, you know, the million dollar listing where it seems like these agents, you know, specialize in selling the million dollar homes. Um, Is there kind of this uh, thing in the real estate world where there are certain price points where different agents specialize in? I don't think so. (laughs) That's just my two cents. You know, I I think that there's a lot of agents out there that they kind of have their their niche and they say that they specialize in a certain product or a certain price range. But, you know, honestly, you know, when it comes to our team, we're happy to help everyone. It doesn't matter if you're selling a $50,000 condo, a $2 million home, all of our clients are treated the same. And honestly, the process is the same as well. Um, There's really no difference in selling a home when it comes to, you know, location, price point, it's really all the same. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say that we specialize in a certain price point. We don't. We're happy to work with any client out there, no matter what price point or price bracket they're at. For example, this week we put a home on the market, a 2.625 home, right? Um, we have other ones hitting the market that are wow. under 200000 you know, so it's it's all the same. And when it comes to representation of our clients, you know, we deal with them, you know, all the same, you know, they're all very satisfied with the experience. I mean, we're top-notch professional and our job is to just give you suggestions on staging, pricing the home properly and drive the most traffic to your home so we can net you top dollar. That's our goal. Quite the range in the triangle it sounds like. So you kind of yeah. kind of need to be able to be well versed in all those different different elements. Yeah, yeah, we've we've helped clients in all different price ranges and they've all been super, you know, happy with the experience that, you know, our team allowed them to have. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, so yeah, that's a good question to ask is about those specialty price points. Eh, uh, probably that's a little bit overdone in this market. Maybe I guess Angie, if you were in New York City, you know, that would be a little bit different. Somebody who specializes in selling those top floor penthouses and the sure. the whole like experience that comes along with that process, now, that kind of thing. Now, with that being said, though, you know, if you are, for example, like the two point six two five million dollar home that I listed, you know, as a seller. I would ask the questions, you know, hey, kind of, you know, what price points do you, you know, represent? Can you send me examples of listings that you've had in this price point? You know, you do want to make sure that someone has the experience, right, of working with maybe, you know, that price point bracket. And, you know, every other listing wasn't just, you know, a very like lower, lower, lower priced home. But I would say as far as like, you know, do you specialize in certain price points? I think that's kind of silly per se, you know. So it more so points back to the experience question. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, so yes, do you do you have the experience? You know, do you have the confidence? Do you know that you can represent me like, you know, I need to be represented? I think those are important questions, you know, but as far as like, why well, only sell, you know, homes that are over a million dollars? I mean, I think that's silly. Would, okay. As a real estate professional, should you turn away business because it's lower price point? No, I don't think that's ethical either. So. Yeah. Well, I know your answer to this next question, Angie. Do you have good recommendations on other professionals that I can work with for all the different parts of the, you know, buying and selling process? The yeah. lawyer, mortgage brokers, um, you know, if I need to do so repairs important. at the house, all these little things. Yeah. I mean, you know, the job of a real estate professional is to make your life easier, right? So they should have all of those trades, you know, and vendors lined up, ready to go there to help you. And it should be people that they, they know they trust that are, you know, competitive as far as rates and that will do an amazing job for you. So yes, that's a great question to ask. Like, Hey, do you have these people, you know, that I could, you know, use or in case I needed this also having, you know, those vendors in place that, you know, and trust as a real estate professional, honestly, it makes my job easier too, because we know, Hey, you're working with our preferred lender. Great. This is going to be easy, you know, process. We're not going to have lending hiccups. You need, you need some work done or completed on your home. Wonderful. Like I have a painter, I have a floor guy, I have a contractor, you know, and I just, I have the confidence in them. So I know that things will be done correctly. That's a great point. Yeah, a lot of experience working with them, lots of feedback from folks who have then used those resources as well through the years so that you can make some great recommendations there. That's often, I think, an overlooked part of the process is uh, that there's lots of other little pieces to coordinate and you want to work with an agent who is working with really good folks through all of those different parts of the process and can recommend you in uh, in those directions. And uh, trying to do all that on your own can be very time consuming if you're working with an agent that doesn't have those good connections. So certainly something to keep in mind. Uh, another great question to ask is about communication, because ultimately, Angie, every transaction is uh, probably the most important element of it has got to be the level of communication, the type of communication that you're having with your clients. And so mm -hmm. a good question for everyday person to ask you would be, what's your team's primary mode of communication? How, how often are we going to talk? What's that structure sure. look like? Honestly, that's I feel like that question needs to be flipped. It's not up to us and our team. It's what the client prefers. Oh, There's okay. some clients that you know, prefer a call always. They prefer text messaging first because they have really busy work schedules and they say, hey, just text me first and then we can hop on a call. Others that want everything, you know, in email, you know, and then there's some that say, hey, you know, please don't bug me unless I need to be bugged, right? Unless you need something. There's others that say, hey, Angie, every single week I need an update. What's going on? Da, da, da. You know, so it really depends on the client and what their preference would be and their expectations. And then we want to meet those. So, you know, that's important to me. You know, as far as when representing sellers, you know, we always set the expectation that if your home's active and on the market every single week, you're going to be hearing from us, right? But some sellers need more than that. So, you know, we want to hear from you as a client as far as what is your expectations, what's the mode of communication you prefer, um, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, I feel like when we worked with you, Angie, it was we were hearing from somebody on your team almost every day. And it was just because that's what it, I mean, that's just what it needed to be. There was always. I was like, hopefully we weren't annoying. <laughs> no, not at all. No, but, I think yours was kind of just like, go, 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 though, you know? The, everything happened quickly. Yeah. yeah because yeah. everything, you know, we weren't, uh, we were buying and selling. So you had two different transactions going on, kind sure. of one, one after another. 
And then there was, you know, there's always a piece of paperwork that the bank needs or that this person needs mm-hmm. or that, the you know, review this piece of paperwork. I mean, there's a lot of things that just force that communication to happen more frequently. But sure. I, that's I like being in the loop, you know, I'm yeah. a, bit, a bit of a control freak over something. So I like being in the know with everything that's going on. Certainly there's trust with the team, but I just like sure. knowing what's happening. And so, uh, you know, you guys fit right into that. <laughs> so yeah. I think subconsciously I didn't, I didn't even realize it, but you were probably like, yeah, Walt needs uh, needs pretty constant communication. So you guys were, you know, feeding Everyone's, me all the stuff, running everything by, yeah. you know, it was good. It, it is. It really depends on the client. You know, some clients would be annoyed if, you know, there's someone just like, just handle it, please. You know, where others are like, you know, we need to be on top of things as far as, you know, updating them before they should even know something like one step ahead. I mean, yeah, every client's different with the type of communication and how much they want to be communicated with. But that's where we ask those questions. And we understand you as a client and your personality. And so we can make sure that we, you know, fit that. There's definitely parts of the process where uh, you want to make sure that uh, they're just going to drive the conversation. There's going to be parts of the process where there's going to be a lot more back and forth because ultimately you're buying the house or selling the house. You've got to be the one to make the ultimate decisions. But then other times there will be some lulls and that sort of thing. But, yeah, I think just mode of communication, type of communication, always really important to cover that with your agent and make sure that you're on the same page with everything. If, if you're on an agent that only likes to deal with things via phone call and you hate talking to people on the phone, well, you yeah. probably need to identify that as not a good mix, you know, right, <laughs> not, a, right. not a good relationship probably. Don't call me. That, that's going to get annoying if you don't prefer to, to communicate that way. So. Don't try and fit the square peg into the round hole, if you will. Mm-hmm. If you've got any questions for Angie, feel free to reach out at any time. You can call or text to talk to Angie directly at 919-538-6477. That's 919-538-6477. And you can also text the word SAVVY to the number 21000 to access all sorts of great show resources. You can find out the value of your home, download the buying guide that Angie has put together, for you as a listener to the show, uh, teaches you the steps of the buying process and the terms that you need to know. You can find out if you are what the latest mortgage rates are by downloading the mortgage app that Angie has put together for you as well, uh, along with uh, Jonathan Ellis and the Fairway Independent Mortgage Team. You can even get pre-qualified right from the app. And you can check out all the listings of the week all by texting the word SAVVY to the number 21000. Again, text the word SAVVY to the number 21000. We're talking about questions that you should ask your agent as you interview them and talk to them about buying and selling homes before you choose that agent. What are some of those big questions to ask? This one I came up with, Angie. Will you tell me if you see any red flags at the homes that we look at? You know, where do you set your honesty meter when it comes to feedback? Because I imagine that's a little bit of a delicate balance depending on the the client that you're working with and sort of, you know, can they handle tough feedback or, you know, where do you step in to say like, hey, I I don't think this home is a good fit for you guys. Whereas at the same time, needing to back off a little bit and say, well, it's your choice. It means that you're buying the house. Where where do you kind of, uh, where, where, where will you push back and where will you won't? Yeah, we actually share any of those red flags that we see with you. There is never a time that we are going to tiptoe around um, a concern that we might have. There's a difference between, I would say, more of functionality, a material fact, and like those two items versus like cosmetic, okay? Now, maybe a home has like odd colors and, you know, our thoughts are like, oh gosh, this is so ugly. That's not our decision to make, right? Colors can be changed. But if we know like, hey, there's a busy road in your backyard, you know, this is eh, a little interesting floor plan. The floor plan's a little awkward. It might not work for everyone. Those are things that we're sharing with you as a client. And then 
It's up to you to make that decision. If you love the home still, great, but it's our job to bring those items or concerns to the forefront because, you know, you're buying a home, you're not going to live there forever, right? Hopefully you're going to come back to our team and you want us to sell it. And so the last thing that we would want is, you know, hey, this home has a like crazy steep driveway, okay, for example, and, you know, but you love the home, you want to buy it. Then we go to relist it and we keep getting the feedback that has a crazy steep driveway and, you know, you're just shocked. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it did it. Well, that's why we should have had that conversation with you whenever you bought the home, right? Because then we're to blame if we're then getting that feedback from other people. So yes, there is never an, a uh, time that we would tiptoe around concerns. If we have concerns that are validated that it might hurt you in regards to resale, that might be a hiccup, you know, where might, you know, every buyer might not love the home for a certain reason. We are letting you know that. And then it's up to you to decide if you want to move forward. It's a great point and uh, good to know where that feedback is going to come and uh, kind of what tone you're going to be taking with it. And that, uh, you know, we need somebody who's going to push back a little bit. I think that's a really overlooked and important piece of the puzzle. Uh, It's all about being your advocate and protecting you. Just remember that. It's not that we, you know, I've personally, I've owned homes, like I mentioned the steep driveway. We owned a home that had I mean, it was known for the steep driveway because everyone loved sledding, you know, in the wintertime at our home. <laughs> yep. um, but, you know, that's an item that if I was representing a client, I would point that out because, you know what, that home, I know, sat on the market a little bit longer than what it should have before we purchased it, probably because of the steep driveway. But we were fine with it. But those are things that as an agent, you know, we don't want you to get wrapped up in just the pretty, you know, parts of the home. We need you to focus on just, you know, how does this home layout, the location of it? Is there anything that could be an eyesore or hurt you in regards to reselling? So that's our job. Yeah, it's a very important part of it. That's for sure. All right, let's talk about selling specifically here, Angie. If we're thinking about selling a home, how do you arrive at a suggested list price when we go to sell? Because I know different agents have different philosophies, and uh, or, or maybe I don't know this as a, as a seller. Maybe I'm going through this for the first time, but you all kind of arrive at it. It's not an exact science, right? There's some subjectivity to determining that list price. So what's your philosophy on that? Yeah, you know, it, it, it is, you know, one opinion, I would say, versus another. But an opinion should be um, also given uh, based upon facts, right? So whenever you're looking at comparables, you know, there's certain parameters that you should be pulling within in order to compare the subject property versus, you know, what has sold. So for example, you know, we should only be looking at homes that have closed in the last year. We want to look at real-time data. If we can look at homes that have closed more recently, that's important as well because the market's ever-changing. We then have parameters as far as like square footage, style, age. Also, you know, location is super important. So there's definitely parameters to pull to make sure that we're looking at other sales uh, that have closed. It's great to see what's active and on the market competition, what's pending, but you need to have at least three closed sales um, in order then to give feedback on pricing. And when it comes to a suggested list price, you know, I'll always talk about, you know, kind of like uh, the porridge, like the, what is it? The three little bears. Is that right? Like not too hot, not too cold, but just right. That's the same thing with listing a home and pricing it correctly. You know, we do not want to undervalue a home and leave money on the table. We do not want to overprice a home and chase the market per se, because in the end, you'll end up netting less 
versus if you just would have priced it right. We want to price it right. If we price it right, we then will be able to, along with you know our, our amazing marketing, we'll be able to drive the most amount of traffic, which then will get you an offer quicker, which will then indeed get you the highest list price. So yeah, it all boils down to knowing how to pull comparables properly and then giving the guidance on a list price that is just right. That's a great point. If you want to find out the potential value of your home, Angie does offer a tool that helps you initially estimate that. You can text the word SAVVY to the number 21000 to find out that potential sales value of your home right now. Again, text the word SAVVY to the number 21000. Of course, before you actually sell your home, you're going to want an agent, somebody like Angie and her team, to come out and look at the home in person and uh, give you a a detailed and most accurate estimate of the home's value and, and set that list price and go through that process she just talked about. But if you want an easy way to kind of get the process started and uh, do some early homework, it's an easy way to do it. And you can do that for free as well. Just text the word SAVVY to the number 21000. That's S-A-V-V-Y to the number 21000. Find out how much your home is worth in today's market. Angie, one more uh, question to ask you. Uh, How do you determine if a client is a good fit to work with? Because ultimately, it's a two-way street. The client has to like you and want to work with you, and you've got to like the client and want to work that direction as well. Yeah. um, You know, we always um, go through, and no matter who you're working with, um, with our team, we always kind of go through the same process. You know, whether working on the buy side or the list side, we always want our clients to have the same experience because, you know, we want it to be known that, hey, I had a wonderful experience working with ACOL Realty, and every client is treated the same. You know, there are many different personalities, many different, you know, types of clients that we work with. And I feel like, you know, we are well-versed. Um, and also we have many different personalities on our team too that we can kind of mirror match and pair a client up with the best fit for them as an agent goes. On the flip side though, there has been some times, you know, where we have decided not to work with the client. We need to make sure that it's a win-win. We need to make sure that the client trusts our feedback, you know, our expertise. And if the client is not willing to listen to us. And, you know, it's not like they have to agree with everything, but we need to be on the same team. And if we feel like we're not on the same team, then it might not be a great fit. So there has been times that we've fired sellers, we've fired buyers. You know, for the most part, I feel like we're, you know, in a position we're able to, you know, help everyone. But we need someone to work with us to have the same end goal, which is either helping you to get top dollar with selling your home or helping you to find that home that you absolutely love and getting the best deal on that home. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.